It's your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. Thanks for listening. Once again, it's Trilogy Tuesday. Three daily doses of goodness wrapped around one idea. Today's theme is work. Nick and I talk a lot about what works at work and what doesn't work at work. I just like that sentence. Listen in to three doses that talk about the joys and heartbreaks and the highs and lows of our working world. Enjoy. I was in the ad agency world. I was in the marketing world. Yeah, that's a that's a doggy dog world. Yeah, very much so. But I also saw afterwards or very late into my career in that before I left that in the, um, I guess, in the zeitgeist and the pop culture world of what ad agencies look like, that there's like these, you there's partners. There's mm-hmm. the copywriter and the designer or whatever the partnership yeah. is, the writer and the web developer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never had that no. when I was in the ad agency world. Like we were never set up at the agencies that I worked at like that, where I would work with someone day in, day out on different projects. Like today yeah. we're working on this ad campaign and today we're working on that. And and I was like, I wonder if I missed out on anything. Yeah. It makes me think of 30 something, uh, oh, you yeah. know, the old show yeah. out of the nineties yep. uh, and it's, and it was Michael and Elliot and they were partners and Michael was the words and Elliot was the pictures. Yeah. And I actually know a number of partnerships in town like Fisher and Rob. Okay. Tim Fisher and Chris Rob, uh, I like this classic, uh, brilliant partnership of, uh, people and then Tim Fisher ended up moving on and hanging out with Tom Kane, another brilliant partnership. Uh, and I always wanted one of those. Right. I never actually had a permanent one, so to speak. I feel like like what we do here is one of those kind of partnerships. A little bit, yeah. Uh, I think uh, sometimes when I get together with my buddy Mark Freed, we have this certain magic in the way that we think together that allows us to create some cool stuff together. And um, yeah, there are there are some some people out there uh, who I love to connect with, but I never had like a professional marriage. Uh, and I think part of that is. I never found the perfect click, the perfect, you know. Right. Like there was never that person where, oh, I absolutely have to do this with this person. Like this is the one that's going to always work out. I see some partnerships that have launched, uh, like even in in town, uh, uh, the CT agency. uh, That's uh, Carolyn Capron and uh, Greg Trujillo. Yep. The uh, fantastic partnership. It's very clear. They're so different. You meet them in different places. You would not anticipate that they would be partners. But then when you see them together and you see the way they support each other and the way they work together, you know, yes, this is a classic partnership. And I think there's some yin and yang that goes there. I think there has to be some friction that goes with it, like any good relationship. If there's no tension, I mean, you're not two different human beings. Uh, But then you look at the other side. Okay, so... You've never had a significant um, professional partner, so to speak, you know, long-term partner. What about like a rival, someone someone that you're working against that you feel like wants to do you in? After describing, especially like Carolyn and Greg, who I know as well, like I'm wondering if they should just be my rival because they have such a good partnership. (laughs) And I'm jealous of them That's now. Yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. Spite. That's it's lovely. Yeah. When I was in the Nick, co- corporate world, I got I had some rivals. Did you? Well, because I was a different person in the corporate world. And straight out, uh, I don't like the person that I was. Yeah. Uh, I still had elements of who I am, but 
uh, there were a lot of elements that I didn't like. I put the corporation out there in front of human interest. I was just, I drank the Kool-Aid and we talked about that as a metaphor. But um, so I look back and some of it was really justified. But this person uh, who I'll call Helen, because that's her actual name, Helen, she uh, she would call me out. I, I was mentored by the CEO and she felt like I put that out in front of everybody when I went out around the organization. And so she would do everything she could to bring me down to earth, uh-huh. uh, bring me down to earth, not as in allow me to alight on the earth's surface, as in shoot a hole in my parachute and watch right. me drop. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a very weird feeling. It got to the point where when I had a young daughter at the time, I think she was probably six or seven years old. Uh, my daughter heard me talking about Helen so much that she actually wrote her a letter asking her to please be nice to my daddy and to please stop being so mean to him. He's a really good guy. But that letter made me cry. Oh, man. But it also made me go, okay, I'm bringing some of this stuff home, too. Yeah. Uh, and as it turns out now, Helen and I, ha- Helen and I have reconnected since we both left that organization. She was also a person that I loved and really respected, amazing photographer, wicked creative. I took on her world when she left the organization. I literally adopted her whole department and got to see some of the challenges that she was dealing with on a regular basis. And boy, fast path to empathy. Empathy, yeah. 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 So, and now we're friends. And now I'm actually going to be doing a charity gig with her over by her hometown as soon as we can work out this pandemic stuff. So, oh, nice. Turned out okay. All but, right. So yeah. you turned a rival into not necessarily a partner, but at least a friend. Well, and this, that's my way, though. I've told you about me being a bully, right? Every yeah. kid I ever bullied is now my friend and continues to be my friend now. All right. It seemed to be my path to making friends. So, uh, so maybe that's a thing right now. Hey, did I bully you? Uh, not yet. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll do that later then. Let's reverse. Let's <laughs> Benjamin Button this relationship. We start out as friends and then you end up my bully. All right. Let's do that. Perfect. Good, better. <laughs> Stretching's hard. Stretching's hard work. I don't know if you've ever stretched, but I'm talking about physically stretching your yeah, body. Yeah. If you, uh, I had a stretching coach session once and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to lay there and let him stretch me. It's going to be like a massage, right? Uh-uh. It is, it's painful. It's like you're working really hard, even though they're stretching you beyond your limits. You're working hard to release and let go while they're working hard to break you in half. And the combination makes you more limber. Uh, so I, I was impressed with how much I sweated and how hard it was to actually yeah. let somebody stretch you. And I think there's a metaphor here for life. Right? I like it. I believe very often we just need to relax and let the change happen. But sometimes it hurts. It makes us sweat and it takes a little more work than we think it's going to. It's it's tough often to accept change because we're so used to doing something some way um, or we have the momentum, right? I think ah. about that a lot of times where I am in a zone, whether that zone is related to a project that I'm doing, writing, recording, something like that. And I know there's a better way to do things. I know if I just did this to the file, it would be better, but I've done it this way so long. Let me just keep doing it that way. Yeah, that's a, I, that's yeah, a real thing. That yeah. whole concept of we've always done it this way. And I rail against it, uh, you know, in front of audiences. And then I find myself picking up the same habits. Yeah. And it's, it's humbling uh, and sometimes infuriating. But I think you're right. That momentum thing, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. 
because mm-hmm. when it's working toward the things that you want, it's everything. It's, it's the air that you breathe. It really helps. And when it's working against you because you've always done it this way or because there's so many people doing it this way yeah. that, uh, that it becomes a drag in a different direction. Like, um, <laughs> like retro rockets, right? <laughs> Designed to slow you down, but it's momentum yeah. in, the, in the opposite direction. I like to think um, I've been working on websites and web-related stuff uh, mainly accidentally for a long time. So my first job with Jim Hobart, as a matter of fact, at Night Images, I got hired there as a writer, but also because I convinced them that I knew about web. (laughs) And the only experience I had with web anything was writing for a comedy network on America Online. But at the time, in the late 90s, In the late 90s, you just said America Online and I worked for them. Yeah. You were like, oh, okay. Well, then you know web. That was the standard. That was it. You know, because that was the web for a long time. That is amazing. But now, were you nervous? Were you nervous that you knew you didn't really have Oh, for sure. There was so much imposter syndrome, but I was like in my 20s. So imposter syndrome is not great in your 20s, but you're certainly more willing to accept it. Well, but you because put yourself most out of there. what you do, most of what you do in your twenties, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you are. It is an imposter because you end up not being that person yeah. after you pass through your twenties. Oh right? yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you stop. Thank God, you stop being that person. <laughs> okay, truth. Uh, to get my first job at Orlando Regional Medical Center in the marketing department, I lied and said that I experienced with Lotus One Two Three. This is back in oh, 1984. Yeah. yeah, right. Spreadsheet software. <laughs> Sure. So, and what, what are they going to know? Because you could minor... go on YouTube and learn it. Well, the there was time. no YouTube at the time. <laughs> there was no, right? So I, so I did basically lie about this piece of experience, figuring nobody would know, because I have a minor in computer science. I learned the software, yeah. right? Well, uh, two weeks into the job, uh, a person who became a good friend of mine uh, in the organization approaches me in my office, and she closes the door, and she says, you lied to get this job, buddy. I know that you don't know how to use Lotus 1, 2, 3. Ooh. And I said... Uh, can you teach me? Okay. <laughs> so you and didn't go, yeah. Well, I didn't know what, I didn't want to just say, yeah, you're right. Right. And I didn't want to just bullface lie to her. Uh, you know, so I said, well, if she knows that I don't know how to do this, she probably knows how to do this. And she said, I will do it this once on the agreement that one, you practice and work hard so that you bring your skills up to speed and you don't lie to us again about your skills. Oh, and, that's nice. Right. There was a lesson in there and a lesson in there. You've been working at the heavy for how long now? Uh, since around Valentine's Day. So right, March, so April, May, June, July, August. Hang on, I've got to use both hands. <laughs> you go good. Six months. Six six, six each month. Six. Okay, you should. It's six. You should be able to just work the one hand. Yeah, I just got done saying how good I am at math. Okay, I know. Yeah, I, I witnessed that paradox yeah. live. So I mean. So I want to know two things. One, I want to know what you've learned about the personalities of the plants and yeah. which plants are the ones that we should all have in our homes and the ones we should really avoid yeah. just because they're punks. And also, uh, I want to know about the personality of plant buyers because people come looking like they're shopping for a pet right. when they come looking for a plant. So first, start. let's talk about the plants. What what have you found? What, what's your favorite? What's, what's the thing that we should all be looking for? One of my favorite facts so far is the spider plant, which is a great air purifier. Looks nice. It'll vine down. Um, it's the one that has a little, uh, it'll vine and then a little puffy a little buds. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, has, it is not toxic for 
dogs and cats, but it does have the feline equivalent of LSD in it. So if your cat does eat it, it'll get super high. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that because I have one of those plants and I have two cats. Do you really? Yeah, we're going to do a little a little leery. <laughs> a little taste test? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love those little facts. Like, I didn't know how much I would like it in general. I grew up yeah. in retail and the gift shops. And over in Daytona Beach, my family owned the gift shop, so I had to work there from a young age. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they paid me for the most yeah, part. kind of. But... It was expected of me. I was eventually going to take them over and I had to get away from it because I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, And retail to me was not liking uh, the customer. (laughs) Because I'm like, first of all, what are you doing buying this garbage? This is hot. Like we had five for 10 t-shirts that are just made out of, I don't even know. It disintegrates after the second washing. I mean, just this, this, what are you doing here? You guys. (laughs) That's Who an interesting needs, perspective, though, to have on I, your I will never like, go into a gift shop now. Because, well, never. Cause, yeah, because you didn't even respect the people that would choose to buy the stuff. Right. Well, I, and I didn't respect the stuff that we were selling either. you really like at this t- point in your life? Oh, from the age of zero to my early 20s. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's like your whole, that's your whole young adult life. Yeah. No, no, no. So I assumed that all of retail was like that. Oh, yeah. So I only worked a few other retail jobs as I got older. Like when I was at, um, uh, in Daytona, I worked at a place called Media Play, mm. which was, uh, soon went out of business, but it was books, music, and uh, VHS and DVDs. Hey. And I really enjoyed that because yeah. I worked in the music department. I worked at the Virgin Megastore. Oh, that was cool. uh, Yeah, and that was fun. Yeah. Um, But it was a heck of a drive because I was going to UCF at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just not that much fun. But I didn't know that I would like working with plants and working in retail as much as I do. And a lot of it is because of the people Mm. that are coming in there. They're very conscientious of what they're doing. They're very thoughtful. They're very present when they're there. Interesting. Um, now, this is these are traits common to plant buyers, do you think? Yeah, I think so, because I've met quite a few now. So what so what distill that for me? Like what's what does differentiate why does somebody want a plant? What element of their personality says I need to go choose a plant right now? So I think part of it is right now they're spending more time at home. So yeah. I think everything's kind of topsy turvy because of everything that's going on. But a lot of it is um I, I think there's a there's a part that is they see uh aspirational things on Facebook or Instagram somebody has a lot of plants in their house and it looks good and yeah. they want to be like that. And what I've seen with the, like the progression of some people like that who buy one plant or two plants or they want to do wall, they're coming back and they're like a little more conscientious of, okay, what plant do I need now for this space that will, you know, do these things for me? Whether like they that's, started a mosaic. Yeah. They need another, they need another tile yeah. to add to it to finish it out. That's kind of cool. That's because that says that those people care about a different aesthetic in their lives. Yes, for sure. Right? And they want that aesthetic to be something living, something that they have to care for. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's something right there because you can go buy a painting, right? And put it on the wall and leave it alone. But to buy a plant, that's an obligation. That's a, to, you have to keep it alive. I'm on the social media for the heavy and, and porch therapy as well. And so I get a lot of questions about, hey, this isn't doing well. What can I do to help it? Are you Which I think is to tell them what to do. In many cases, yeah, because a lot of the same things. It's yeah. overwatering, underwatering, too much light. You know, it's usually going to be <laughs> the stop thing. thinking dark thoughts around the plant. <laughs> I wanted, That's I the wanted. main thing. <laughs> hey, call your mom. Everything will be fine. Right? Yeah. There's got to be some something to that. But even that, it it 
fills me with this sense of you know warmth and and fulfillment that people are like not just taking these things home and waiting for it to die and then just replacing it with another yeah. one they care about it yeah right so that's pretty awesome as well so i will say a couple other plant facts or yeah, yeah. plaques come on fill us up <laughs> um fiddle leaf uh, so those are the big leaf tree ones that a lot oh, of people yeah. got. Of those guys are just jerks. Those okay. I consider the cats of the plant world. <laughs> Finicky, they will just trouble. Super, yeah. Do they bite? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ferns are really difficult to care for. So even though Which they're is beautiful, weird, Central Florida is like home to growing ferns. You've right? got some. I can see some out back. So if you don't care about them, they'll grow. If you yeah. try to get one in your house, you got to water it literally all the time. Oh, that's it. So okay. that's the jerky thing. Um, <laughs> and then I like. To, I do like to make up little facts. Okay, good. about stuff and see if people buy it. <laughs> Appreciate you so, differentiating. From like, that. there's a moss ball that lives in water oh, called yeah. a marimo. It's a, I think it was originally came out of a lake in Japan, and they've been propagating them around the world. And they're really neat. They just basically sit there. Um, you can On put them the in with a fish. No, no, no. They go underwater. Oh, okay. so moss ball that lives in the water, and you just change the water out once a week. You can put it in the aquarium. What I like to tell people if they ever get sick of it, you can just it's great in the smoothie. And then I have to say, no, 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 please don't eat any of our plants. (laughs) And then the other one I really like is uh, the Maranta, which is the prayer plant. So it's the one where the leaves kind of fold up at night. Oh, yeah. And people love that because, you know, it looks like it's praying and stuff. And I say, I tell people like, so if you get one of these and it doesn't fold up, if it doesn't pray at night, you have evil spirits in the house. <laughs> That's a good, yeah, nice. And you don't correct that one. I you do just not. Them, you just let if them go they want to buy that, I will take that. <laughs> that is creepy. Because it could be. Hey, you don't Who's know. To say? At very least, it's an atheist. It's, it's not, an atheist it's prayer plant. Not praying, right? <laughs> it could be. Now, if it turned the other way, I could see maybe. Oh, oh, then it's more of a Satanist plant. Probably, probably it's a little Satanist prayer plant. <laughs> I think I'm going to go draw a pentagram. (laughs) Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening to Your Daily Dose. I hope you're enjoying these themed throwback episodes as much as Bob and I enjoy recording them. And I hope you got something specific out of these three episodes. Who should your partners and rivals be? Your professional partners and rivals. Your private life is up to you. Getting away from that feeling that you're an imposter because... You're not, unless, well, no, you're not. And plants, get some more plants. Come to my store and buy plants. I think that that about covers it for these three episodes. Have a great day.